0: This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 112. Today we are talking with fitness instructor, Becca Jackson, at If the Cookie Fits, all about how to gain a more positive body image. Hi, you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I'm your host, Hilary Hess, a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to eat and loves to travel. Mom life can be exhausting, hectic, and scary at times, so let's take this journey together. We can love, we can learn, we can laugh, we can cry, and we can become better friends while we're at it. Welcome back to another week of our podcast. So happy to have you here. So originally, I recorded this with Becca. We are planning on having her be one of our presenters at the Mom Break Experience in September. Unfortunately, with all of the COVID restrictions that we have, we are not sure that that event is going to be able to take place the way that we intended in September. So we are postponing the event. We made the big decision this week. To push it back until the spring of 2021 and have it in April, hopefully April 23rd and April 24th, barring any other issues with COVID delays. So those of you that have already purchased tickets, we're reaching out to you individually about whether you would like to just hold on to your ticket or would like a refund and So I'm really sad. I was getting so excited about seeing Becca in just a few months face to face. But for now, we're just going to have to be content with hearing her amazing story and really helpful information that she has about how to gain more confidence with our bodies and how to make small little goals to make healthy changes and to be more positive and love ourselves. So here's Becca.
1: Becca, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, good. I'm doing so good. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm so happy that you can come here. Let's just introduce you to all our friends listening. So tell us a little bit about your family and what's kind of going on with you right now.
1: Okay. Um, So yeah, my name is Becca Jackson. I live in Utah and I'm from here. I went to high school in Provo, went to Timphew High. Um, that's where I met my husband and we weren't high school sweethearts. I just had a huge crush on him forever. And then <laughs> um, and then later uh, when we were in college, I told his little sister that I was going to marry him someday and, <laughs> and then we got married. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, so we've been married 13 and a half years and we have three beautiful daughters and they're just full of spunk and sass. And so much fun. Um, And I, in just the last few years, have kind of started this Instagram account. And it's just kind of been a fun place for me to share my passions and just my views and opinions of just life, I guess, (laughs) overall just life. And um, I have also started teaching fitness classes. So that's just a big part of my life where I feel like I can help motivate people not just mentally, but physically. And it's just been so much fun. So that's kind of where what I'm doing these days. So love it. I've been enjoying watching
0: you. I guess your handle, we should say, is at the at if the cookie fits.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And just tell us like how this all got started. How did, where did okay. the handle come from? I mean, you can yeah. get in like, if there's backstory, totally. yeah. Yeah. through the whole thing. Cause definitely. I love watching your journey and you just inspire me to be better.
1: So oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like with any woman, teenage girl turning into a woman, young married mom, uh, all of these things that there's so much just lack of self-confidence. I think of, better way of putting it of just like questioning yourself, questioning your appearance, questioning, you know, and it's through these these years of getting married and adjusting to that and then having children and your body's like, what's happening? (laughs) And we're just so hard on ourselves. But in reality, I mean, most women are, you know, kind of going through this and just even having children or not. There's just these ebbs and flows in our life where um our lifestyle changes and we have to adjust and Anyway, so I, um, so I had, I kind of slowly, you know, been going through this, this phase and I had, I had my third daughter and, um, I was always kind of a natural pessimist, <laughs> which I think I surprises a lot of people when, when they say that, because a lot of people that know me now, I'm see me as very optimistic and for a long time. And even my family would tease me that I would always say like, it is what it is. Like, and I was just always like, life sucks. Like too bad. You know, I just was very, I was negative and I was very pessimistic. And, um, it was after I had my third daughter that I started recognizing, you know, I think there was a lot of just like, just postpartum feelings and hormones, but, Like, I just was angry all the time. And like, I hated getting out of bed in the morning. I was mad that my children wanted me to feed them. (laughs) And and I'm just like, why do you want me to feed you again? And I just was so, (laughs) anyway, I just was getting to this point where I'm like, what is happening? And, um, and I noticed that my daughter, so my girls are like two and a half years apart. So my oldest daughter was five and she started yelling at her sister. And I was like, oh dear, she sounds just like me like she was using the same phrases, the same intonation. And I'm like, she is five and she's acting just like me. And I think that was the biggest awakening was realizing that she hears what I say. She sees what I do and that I have this great responsibility and, but also privilege to help mold that and change it into a positive atmosphere. And, um, and it wasn't something that just like happened overnight and I wasn't just like magically happy and smiley, but it was something that I became much more aware of. And, um, and that was before any, and this was all happened before. I think people think of like a physical change. Like I needed this mental change first before I started going to the gym and watch what I was eating. Like it all had to start mentally realizing, um, sorry, this is a big backstory. <laughs> I love it. Please like
0: take your time
1: because okay. I think we all want to hear the full story. Yeah. Like it's okay. awesome.
0: And I mean, mm. as you're saying, like the kids are saying these things, it always sounds so much worse coming out of the kid's mouth. Don't you think? Well, I don't know, think like,
1: oh, Or hmm. at least
0: that I think it sounds out of my own mouth. Maybe if I had a I tape recorder and listen to it back, That's I would like, be like, oh, I'm the gosh. mom.
1: I yeah. can only say that because I'm the mom. <laughs> <laughs> but oh dear. Anyway, so I I do I think I did have kind of this one day that I vividly remember and I call it my day one of um kind of all of those things. I remember laying in bed and my baby was screaming and my kids were fighting and my husband's like, I have to go to work and you, you, <laughs> you need have to do this. <laughs> you need to be their mom. And I just like, you know, just started crying and it was just like, no, really though, like no one else is going to change me besides me. And, and I think that was the biggest turning point was realizing I wasn't going to ever be as whatever as my next door neighbor. I wasn't going to be as patient as this person. I wasn't going to be as, you know, all of these things. I'm like, I'm never going to be someone else. So I have to make sure that I'm trying really hard to make myself better. And that started, like I said, with this like mental, just kind of grace and just like forgiveness to say, you know what? It's okay if I make mistakes, I'm not going to be perfect, but each day I need to try a little bit better to be a little bit more patient and a little bit more kind. And that's where kind of like my coining phrase that I use all the time on Instagram is just like, it's fine. You know, like if my baby's crying, I can just put her in her crib for five minutes while I calm down it's fine. You know, or if my kid spills her milk, it's fine. Like it's just trying to find these little things that were just making me explode that it's like these little tiny things are not a big deal. And, um, and so kind of just trying to change my perspective and like actively practicing, changing the perspective of just kind of these negative like self critical thoughts to positive ones and it was it literally took practice and it took work and it wasn't something of just like oh that's my personality but it was something that I had to change and work for um so I think that's something that people overlook of just like oh she's so happy she's just a happy person it's like "Mm." but it also takes a lot of work and effort to have someone yell at you and you just say, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and I mean, that work. It's not, <laughs> you know, like serenity I, now. Serenity I know now. I would throw punches if I could, but it's just like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, okay. So that was kind of the backstory of all of that. And then that kind of mental transformation turned in, okay, I need to go to the gym. I need to start moving my body. I need to start taking control of this healthier you know, lifestyle. So anyway, so about after about a year um, is when I had worked really hard and lost some weight, just just exercising. Like I wasn't even really watching what I ate. And that's when after about a year, I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on my nutrition now. And that's when I started counting macros and got into that. And I did that kind of for four to five months. And then that led me into just like this confidence of like, okay, like I've made these changes, like I can do anything, you know, it just kind of like gave me this confidence of like taking control of my life and that no one could tell me no, like in, in a good way, you know, that I just felt, I felt so confident and just like, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do. And that was to teach fitness classes. I always had, but I had always self doubted myself saying I wasn't good enough or fit enough or I couldn't, you know, and so I got to this point where it's like, okay, hey, that's what I want to do. I've dreamed about doing it for years. Um, so that's when I got certified to teach high fitness. And, and doing that, um, they encourage everyone to start an Instagram just to help share their classes. And that's where I was like, okay, sure. Like, I guess I can do that. And so I started this Instagram. But then since I had been counting macros, all my friends were asking like, well, what are you eating? What are you doing now? So I kind of, this Instagram started becoming both of these things of just this healthier lifestyle where I posted cookie recipes, but then I posted, you know, my chicken salads. And then I posted where I was teaching. It kind of became, became this like fitness, healthy, you know, Instagram. that I never dreamed of starting. (laughs) And so it did start as Becca Jackson fitness. So it was that for about, um, I don't know, six or seven months near the beginning. And then I kind of had this thought one day I was like, you know what? Like I, I want to change it to something where when people see it, they know what they're going to hear, what hear from me. And I remember just writing a list. And then I remember writing if the cookie fits and I was like, Oh, I'm like, yes, that's it. Because so if you're familiar with macros, there's a term that they use that says if it fits your macros, Um, meaning if you have 150 carbs for the day, if you have a cookie that's 20 carbs that fits your macros, eat it. And so, um, for me, I, from the very beginning of counting macros, I pre-tracked meaning like the very beginning of the day, I pre-tracked two double stuffed Oreos every day, whether I ate them or not. I knew that I could eat them with my macros and it would be okay. And so, um, like I said, some days I didn't eat them. Some days I ate four instead of two or whatever, or I ate a different treat, but I allotted those carbs and fats for cookies every day. And um, so that's where I knew, I'm like, if the cookie fits, I'm like, cause I always made the cookie fit. And um, anyway, so it's kind of just, a lot of people don't know my real name because I'm the cookie girl and I'm totally fine with being the cookie girl. Um, so There, there's my long story. So that was in, let's see, I started that the fall of 2018. So I've been doing it about two and a half years. And um, it's just been really fun to share kind of my perspective of having a healthy lifestyle, but you don't need to cut sugar, you don't, you can still enjoy your treats. And to enjoy your workouts and anyway. So that's a really long story of my backstory. <laughs> so.
0: I love it though. And I love how you made these like kind of stepping stone changes. It wasn't like yeah. one day you said, okay, I'm gonna start going yeah. to the gym. I'm gonna start counting those macros. Yeah, all at
1: once. I need
0: exactly. to lose all this weight by next month and oh. you know, be a certain size before the wedding or whatever it is that's coming up. Right. I think it's really cool how it was more of a gradual thing and it really was more starting with your mental because that's where I think all of this
1: change needs mm-hmm. to start, right? Yeah. So I, I often use the, the analogy of it's like deciding that you want to do a triathlon. So that's biking and running and swimming. And so, deciding that you want to do a triathlon doesn't mean that first day of training you run and bike and swim. You know, it means okay, I'm going to go run for four miles, and then maybe next week, maybe I'll swim a half a mile and run two miles. Like it's a slow process in your training um, to get to that point where you can run the full amount, bike the full amount, and and you're used to it because you've been building up to that training. So I feel like that's a really good analogy for just like take it a little bit at a time. You don't need to do everything the first day you decide to do something so
0: I really love that I think it feels like it's so much more doable when you do it in those little chunks like the couch to 5k things that you've seen or you know different yeah totally think of that kind of analogy so what do you mind telling us just a little bit about macros since there's probably some people listening that haven't counted those before
1: yes um so I I had two friends that were counting them while i was pregnant and i just remember thinking like whoa that seems way too obsessive i will never do that and um but then i got to a point a year and a half later where i was like okay maybe i will try that macro thing um and basically what it is is we've all heard calories people tracking calories but macros is just more specific for you and your body type and your weight loss goals or your muscle gain goals um, you break it up into a certain percentage of protein, a certain percentage of carbs and a certain percentage of fat. Um, and so it helps, it helps your metabolism work more efficiently. It helps you feel fuller longer, it helps you build lean muscle, burn fat um, by having these a balanced diet. And that's when people hear a balanced diet or like that's what it means is to have a, a good amount of carbs, fats, and protein not cutting all fats or cutting all carbs, but to have an a equal, or not equal, but a balanced amount of each one. And so that's essentially what it is. And that's the other thing is I was eating when I was tracking macros. So I did it for about four to five months. And then I slowly increased my calories and I really haven't tracked for almost two years. And so I feel like macros should be, it's a tool to help you make some, long-lasting changes and just to help you learn about the food that you're eating. It's just a great way to learn. Um, but it doesn't have to be forever and it doesn't have to be obsessive. Um, but I feel like it's a, I, I equal, I I feel like it's the same thing as I like relate it to a college course. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this for four months. I'm going to learn, I'm going to take the exam and then I'm going to apply it to my life. And, um, that's, I think the best way that it helped me was just seeing it as like a short period of time to learn about what I was eating and make some changes. So, so
0: I guess, so before you were doing macros, it wasn't like you were this big health nut. You were, it really was teaching you like, tell us the difference between what you were eating before. I mean, don't have
1: to do specific foods, but like, what was, was like a huge change for you? I mean, so I, I was eating probably like before I started tracking macros, I was probably starving myself at 12 or 1300. And I would like have a slim fast shake in the morning and then like a yogurt. And then it, and that was like all day, I would have like a shake and a yogurt for lunch. And then I'd put my kids to bed or late at night and I would make, I would eat a whole plate of brownies and then some cereal and then some nachos. So it just was like, I was just starving myself. Cause I just didn't know you know, that's what you think, you know, that's what you hear. That's what society wants you to think that less is more. So when I started tracking macros, I was eating almost 1800 calories, but 35% of that was protein, which I wasn't eating any protein. (laughs) Right. And, And so I think that was a big part of it was it was more calories, but my metabolism was working so much more efficiently. And so I feel like people are scared. They always say, whoa, I can't eat that much. It's like, no, but your body needs that much. And so I feel like it helped me change my perspective to, to weigh less. I need to eat less, to I need to fuel my body to work efficiently. And I feel like mac- that's something that macros taught me was that like, I need to be eating a certain amount of calories each day. And I aimed for those 1750 calories every single day. Like it wasn't trying to eat less, but it was aiming to eat that much every day. So um, I feel like it helped kind of shift that perspective and build confidence and helping, like we use the term food freedom. You know, it helps you helps you not look at food as good or bad, but to kind of balance it throughout the day. Macros is is basically another analogy is that, Counting your macros is like you get a budget for the day. So it's like, okay, you can eat 150 grams of carbs. That's fine. Um, if you choose to eat that 50 grams with a plate of pasta, that's also fine. If you want to eat a salad so you can save your carbs for your cookies at night, that's fine. It's, so I think it helps that some people are savers and splurgers, and some people just want to spend a little bit throughout the day. It's totally up to you. So I feel like macros kind of gives you that control of what you eat and when you eat and um, you know, deciding if certain things are worth it to you or not. Like for lunch today, we just did some little chicken tacos, but I also made chocolate chip cookies last night. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna do a lettuce wrap with my chicken so that I don't have the 20 grams from my tortilla, but I can use those 20 grams in my chocolate chip cookie for later. So it's more just deciding how to use it. So.
0: I (laughs) love that. I love that. Well, and I mean, you're going back to the budgeting analogy. I mean, we all know that there's freedom in having a budget and how crazy things can get. when You're not on budget, you know? Exactly. So I love that because it's definitely the same way for food. And I really like that it's not the scarcity mindset because I think that's where I get into a lot of troubles. Right. I'll be... Too scarce, and then I go over and I'm like, forget it. I'm just gonna I eat know. everything in the house, yes, you know. So I I know. that's a really good way to look at it is aiming for a goal instead of just being restricted.
1: Well, and yeah, like you just said, you know, people just kind of throw in the towel. Um, I feel like we have this mentality of like, oh, I'll start on Monday, or even I'll start tomorrow. Or um, I, I like to look at it as I get a restart every time i eat. so it's like if i had donuts for breakfast it doesn't mean that i ruined my day it just means like okay for lunch i'm probably gonna since donuts are high in carb and high in fat for lunch i'm gonna have a chicken salad where it's low carb low fat and high protein you know and so it's a matter of just every time you eat you're getting a second chance you know that that throwing in the towels definitely not going to help you um but taking control of Every time you eat and making you know that choice um, just helps you just helps you know helps to have this feeling of control and avoiding that food you know guilt um, but with that said, I will also say um, that every weekend we have you know like our people call it our so all sorts of things like your we call it just an untracked meal, a celebration meal a party meal I don't like cheat meal because I don't think yummy food is ever cheating anything, Um, but every weekend, like, we'll go on a date or have a family date night, and we'll have pizza and milkshakes, and we enjoy it, you know, like, if you're counting your macros, you just don't count that meal, and you just enjoy it, and I feel like that helps me to look at it at a matter of over a week of time, thinking um, that I have that meal to look forward to, you know, saying, oh, okay, we're gonna have pizza night on Friday, Okay, well I'm going to enjoy my, you know, egg whites today so I can enjoy my pizza on Friday. You know, so I feel like it helps to have those like short-term goals and like things to look forward to rather than just complete restriction and cutting things completely out of your diet. Yes, I love that. I love that a lot.
0: So, what what helped you cuz were there every times so I imagine cuz this sounds like a longer journey. You know, it's like over yeah. a couple of years really. How long was it from start to finish when you were really kind of just starting to learn. And then when you felt like you kind of had some mastery over this.
1: Yeah. So I, um, so I felt I started just completely just started out of nowhere, knew nothing about macros in, it was like the week of July 4th. And I remember thinking like, oh, I should just wait till after the holiday. I'm like, no, that's the whole point. There's no point in waiting. Cause I just keep waiting. And <laughs> That's like, the
0: story <laughs> of our lives. Yes. I
1: know. And so it was just kind of made me realize I'm like, I've got to learn how to navigate holidays because there's a holiday every month, you know, that I'm like, I can't just start after every holiday. And so I'm like, it's just got to become part of my life. And so I started that July 4th weekend and I had, I took the bun off my hamburger so I could save carbs for the Doritos or whatever, you know, that it was, I started that week. Um, so I did it, let's say July, August, September, October. So October was kind of when I realized like, um, that it, I was done. Like in the sense of, I, I wanted more freedom. I didn't want to track forever. I didn't want to be obsessed with getting skinnier or, you know, that I'm like, I, I need a lifestyle. I don't, I don't want to become obsessed. And I recognize that. So it was after about four months that I was like, okay, this is too much for me. I've learned a lot. I don't need to be tracking everything that I'm eating anymore. And so that's when they call it a reverse diet. So I started slowly increasing my calories. um, And it took about six weeks until I got up to like 2,300 calories. And I maybe only gained a pound or so because I was still eating a balanced diet. I was still having a good amount of protein, fats and carbs. Um, And so, and then after that, I slowly started not tracking. So I wouldn't track dinner or I wouldn't track breakfast or I wouldn't track for a day or two. And so I slowly started kind of weaning myself off and trusting myself, trusting myself that I had created these habits and that I kind of know what three or four ounces of chicken looks like and just kind of start trusting yourself and not having to rely on something else, you know? And so, um, so I mean, so that was probably, so that was July. And then I stopped tracking that next March. Um, and I feel, and so, and then that was two years ago that I've, I've only had like a week or two here or there where I track for a little bit just to like get on track. Um, just to realize like, oh, my portions have gotten a lot bigger the last <laughs> month. Or, that that oh, happens to uh, me okay. after <laughs> vacation a lot. It's like, oh, yeah, like after exactly. we went on a cruise, oh, I don't need dessert after every meal. Like I did yes. so, yeah. And so once again, macros was just, it's a tool to help you kind of learn about what you're eating, to watch your portion sizes, to, you know, see a matter of calories over the amount of day. So there's been a time you know, here or there where I'm like, okay, I just got to track for a few days just to kind of get back on track. Um, and, and it's nice that it's always there. I know how to do it. And it's not, it doesn't have to be the rest of my life that I have to depend on it, you know, that, so
0: that's that. So what do you tell yourself when you want to quit? Did you ever get to that point or were you more on the other side where it got to be obsessive or was it both?
1: Yeah, I think it was. I remember seeing a quote because I did have a plateau um, after I had started the exercising and it was before I started tracking macros. I had about three months where my weight, my measurements, like everything just plateaued. And I was like, what is going, you know, like, what do I do here? And I remember seeing a quote that like I'll always remember and helps me stay motivated was um, what would happen if I didn't give up? And that was something that like, I found a little thing on Etsy and I printed it and I like put it in my bathroom in a little frame. And it was something that I would see every day that it was just what would happen if I didn't give up. And, um, and that's when I started tracking macros. And I remember tracking for three days in a row and thinking, I didn't give up. I didn't give up. (laughs) And just like feeling this feeling of like, okay, like I can do this. And that's when Um, recognizing that that mental strength is becoming your own biggest cheerleader instead of your own biggest self-critic and realizing like, okay, like I need, I need to believe in myself that I can do this. And when I do go on vacation or I do, you know, have a weekend where things get out of control, that, that I'm still in control and that it's okay. It was just a weekend. It's not you're not going to gain 10 pounds in a weekend. And if you do, it's just water weight. It's not fat, <laughs> you know? And so just to kind of like give yourself a break and just look at the long-term of things. Um, you know, a quote that I always say is like, it's not perfection. It's just progress. Like focus on your progress and to see, okay, six months ago, had I not been doing XYZ, I would have still been where I was six months ago. And so to kind of like pat yourself on the back and just be like, okay, yes, I am improving. Um, it may not be as fast as my neighbor or my sister, but I'm improving, and that's really all that matters. Is you know how I'm how I'm doing. So, um, I like that it takes the comparison trap
0: out of that. When totally. you're just focused on yourself and where you should be, you quit worrying yeah. about where your best friend is or where that girl is on Instagram exactly. or what have you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what about when the pendulum swings the other way? Cause I know a lot of people can get super obsessed with tracking and yeah. that's not good either. It's like finding this middle ground.
1: What do you do yeah, when you feel I, like you're
0: starting to get obsessed?
1: So, well, one thing, this is kind of bridging the two questions that I, the whole time. So this is like a year and a half from like my day one to like done tracking, um, that I, I never, ever lost more than one pound a week it was always like one, one pound or less, or 0.75 or 0.85. And some weeks I didn't lose any weight. And that's why I took measurements and I would just measure like my waist or my hips. And um, I guess I didn't mention in like backstory, but this was, so over that year and a half, I lost like almost 60 pounds. So I think, I guess I never mentioned that at the beginning. Just so and people that's a lot. A perspective. A small child. Yes, it's a yeah. lot. Or it's like over, so over that year and a half, I mean, that's how many weeks? That's probably 80, 90 weeks. And I never lost more than one pound a week. So I think people get really discouraged of just like, oh, I only lost a pound. It's like, that's great. You know, that it's over a long after eight weeks, 10 weeks, that's 10 pounds. Yeah. You know, so I think um always having that in mind too. And it's not always about weight, and I know that too, but if you have that as your goal to not be frustrated if it's not enough. Cause if as long as you're progressing and doing better each week, you have to hold on to that like encouragement for yourself. Um And then, yes, okay, so that's when I started, so that's when I was tracking macros and I was losing about a pound a week and I got to a weight and a size that I've really never been (laughs) since I was like 15. Um, And I remember looking in the mirror thinking, at first I was like, oh, I look great, like I've got these abs, the abs are gone, they're not really there anymore, this was a (laughs) couple years ago. Balance of like you know what? I'm I'm fine but <laughs> but the but I remember like thinking I'm like oh I look so toned and so great and um but then I also noticed I could see like my ribs and like I I was getting really thin and I remember sorry this always makes me emotional <laughs> but I remember thinking like kind of that perspective of like I I have three daughters and. I don't want them to walk in and think that this is the goal. I don't want them to think that being so skinny is what I've been working so hard for. And because really what I was working hard for was to have energy, to feel good and um, to gain control over what I was eating and how I was eating. It wasn't over wanting to be skinny. And I think that's what people think they want. They think they want to be skinny. But honestly, having this control over what you're eating and not feeling guilty about it is so much more rewarding than a pant size. And, um, and it takes time, you know, but, and so I had this kind of moment where I was like, I'm kind of grossing myself out. Like this is, this is the point. And that's where it triggered that I had the thought of like, well, if I've gotten this skinny, how much skinnier could I get? And that's when I was just like, Ooh. And I just put my guard up. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I can't go there because it happens, you know, at at the ages of 15 or 30 or 60. Like it doesn't age does not put a number on that, you know, of this where like Satan can take over your thoughts and make you think that your body is your ultimate goal. Um, and so that's when I was like, All right, time to start increasing my calories time to start like loosening up on the tracking because that's not going to take me anywhere that will make me happier. And I think that's the the trick too, is understanding a point at where you're happy and confident and doing anything more is not going to make you more happy. Um, if anything, it'll just make you more obsessive and more self-critical. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I think that's the huge, a huge perspective on that site too thank you
0: for sharing that that's like you could tell that that has been a big kind of a soft spot in your heart so thank you for sharing that because I know it's probably not always easy to get that vulnerable when you're talking about it um one of the things the most that I've loved the most about your Instagram is how much you encourage other moms and women in their body image because i feel like so many of us get really really stuck in that so kind of where do we start with that how how do we begin how do we get there because i feel like you just kind of have this glow about you in that way and i think that's one reason so many people are attracted to the things that you talk about (laughs) is because you kind of have this little testimony of this (laughs) yourself
1: And you're such a good cheerleader. So where do we start? I think the biggest thing was recognizing um, recognizing my own journey, just how much I had changed in just a few years and realizing that not very many other accounts or people that I was seeing were saying it the way that I understood it. I, I think there are, there's a lot of self-love. There's a lot of like positivity on Instagram and online but I felt like it was always, I don't know. It wasn't as understanding. I don't know if that makes sense, but I felt like I had been in a position where I literally have been there. I went through that experience where I had to actively change mentally and physically and all of these things. Like I had to change my lifestyle. And, um, and I feel like that you know that I wasn't I wasn't a personal trainer. I wasn't a registered dietitian. I was just a mom who wanted to be better. And I feel like, you know, there's times I even signed up for a dietitian course. I'm like, "Oh, I need more credibility." And I was like, "You know what? No, I don't. Because I'm a mom that just wants to be healthy, and I don't need a degree to help people." And I think that's where I kind of stay grounded in this like, you know what? I can help. I can give recipes but I don't need to be your one-on-one coach because honestly, all we need is just a little bump to say, keep going. Like, it's okay. Like it's, and there's not this finish line of saying, okay, I'm done. I'm healthy and happy. Cause I guess lost what? X amount of pounds. I'm check that box. Yeah, right. those pounds come back and that lifestyle comes back. And it's something that like, you have to actively keep doing and trying to do. And, um, so I think it's, just recognizing that like I had been there and that our mind is so powerful that we need the constant reminder to just keep trudging along to find the positive aspects of life because being self-critical and doubting yourself and thinking negatively is never going to improve your situation, your family. And um, a lot of those times where I'm writing this like big motivational post it's because I'm at home thinking like oh my gosh I'm worthless you know and so it's like when I need it the most like no no kidding like I wrote the post last week you know trying on all my swimsuits I haven't worn in a year and I'm like oh wow okay well guess I got to buy new swimsuits. (laughs) And you know, I'm just like having all of these thoughts and it's like, no, stop it. You know? And that's where it kind of, I wrote this post of like, you know what? Like it doesn't matter. Like if someone sees me a certain way and they have an opinion, that's so great for them. But like my opinion of myself and is all that really matters and me loving who I am and what I look like, no matter what size or shape is all that matters. And, um, and so I think it's, like I said, in writing those posts is when I need the reminder the most and that it's not something that you just check a box and you're done. We all need those constant reminders that it's okay to have negative thoughts, but it also brush them out and just build yourself up. You know, that you need to cheer yourself on and that it takes practice and consistency in building that, those positive, that positive mindset. So,
0: so what are some places that you go? Like where, what do you, do you have like mantras that you tell yourself to get yourself going on again? Do you journal? Are you, or is yeah, it just I, like you keeping up with other people? Is that kind of how honestly, you, I feel, like,
1: I feel like the first thing that comes to my mind is I feel like, like we hear the term bearing your testimony that like you start to believe it the more that you bear it. I feel like talking about it with my girls, the more I talk about it with them and help them believe in themselves, I believe it more in myself. Um, I feel like, um, so we talk about it. I feel we talk about how their bodies are strong and how they eat to feel good and feel full, and that who cares if those shorts make their legs look a certain way, or, you know, and so I feel like talking about it every single day with my kids. And not a way that we like sit down and chat, but it's just like <laughs> sit
0: down. We're going to talk about this. you
1: know. It's like sit down. We need to have a body image talk. It's like no, but like getting dressed, and she, you know, and they'll say, oh, I don't like the way this shirt fits. I'm like, oh, we'll go get that one. That one just fits you better. And then immediately, just like changing your shirt, she's like, oh yeah, you're right. That does fit me better. You know that it's not a matter of your nothing's wrong with your body, but I think in how we treat it and how we dress it and how, you know, that that's that's what makes the biggest difference is not what it looks like, but how we're working on it or like I said, or dressing it. You know, I think it's amazing how just changing your outfit is like, hmm, okay, that feels a little bit more, more feels better. It's more flattering. It's more, you know, my color rather than I look ugly. It's like, Oh, that is kind of an ugly shirt. I need to, you know what I mean? So I think it's taking away the negative thoughts about yourself and just kind of changing the circumstance, and anyway, so I do, I I feel like that's a big part of it, is talking with my kids, and then also having this outlet of an Instagram, and honestly, I feel like it's my, it's my journal, and because I'm able to share my thoughts and feelings, and it really helped um, by by starting this Instagram, I, I feel like it was a place where rather than just taking pictures of my kids and posting kid, my kids on my you know, personal one that I had for years, that it became about me and it became about like, yeah, I want to take a picture of myself because I want to <laughs> and not saying you know, that it's for everyone, but I also feel like there's something in building that confidence, even if you just keep it private and no one follows you. I feel like there's something about like, you know what? I have this on my mind and I want to share it. Write it, post it, and having this place of associating a picture with your thoughts, I feel like has been super, um, just like encouraging for myself too. So,
0: I love that, love it so much. <laughs> okay, so let's talk just really quick before we. Okay. Or is there? A- about your, you have a macro guide that people can purchase if they want to learn more about macros and how to track those. Right.
1: So, yeah. So I started, so when I started this Instagram, people were like, teach me, I want to learn more. Yes. So what I found, um, to be the easiest is just wrote up this PDF file. I think there's like 15, 16 pages, um, that just has like, what are macros and then some tips and some tricks. Like one, one example I use is, okay if you have 150 grams of carbs break it up during the day so rather than having this big lofty goal that you have to hit it's like okay i'm going to hit 50 grams before noon i'm going to hit another 50 grams before dinner and then i'm going to have that other 50 grams for dinner and a you know a bedtime snack and so i just have like things like that that really helped me not just obsess about the numbers but kind of create it more of a lifestyle and understanding it in a way that was helpful um, rather than someone just saying, Kate, go count these calories. (laughs) So I have, I have that macro packet. And then I also created a lifestyle guide because I found, um, just recently. So that was the macro packet I did two years ago. And then the lifestyle guide, I just launched this February for people that are like, you know what? I don't want to track macros, but I want to create a healthier lifestyle. So I do kind of, we talked about here, I talked about Kind of that mental self-love transformation that needs to happen first and foremost before any sort of physical changes. And um so I talk through that, and then the second portion of that lifestyle guide is a hundred plus meal ideas. So they're not necessarily recipes with measurements, but it's a meal idea that I base on protein. So there's a cottage cheese section, there's a deli turkey, chicken ground beef. There's all these sections based on protein and then how to build your meal off of that. So it's kind of giving you rather than relying on relying on recipes, it's helping promote this like creativity that's saying, okay, I have a chicken breast. What am I going to do with it? Okay, well, I need some carbs. So that can either be rice or potatoes or even just lettuce or veggies. And then I need some fats. Is that going to be butter or a dressing? So it kind of helps this meal idea to help you kind of create this lifestyle without having to rely on someone else's recipes, but giving you this power to, you know, feed your body the way that you want to, if that makes sense. So, so yeah, so I do have those two. uh, It makes
0: you be a little more creative with your options. I think when you have a guide like that that too.
1: understanding, Understanding how to eat, not necessarily what to eat. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a big, a big shift that helps people kind of feel empowered. I'm just like, oh, I need to follow this recipe exactly. But rather than like, oh, well, I like lots of butter. So I'm going to do that, but not have the avocado because they're both high in fat or you know what I mean? So yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I have those packets and um, they're just in my link in my bio on my Instagram, in my Shopify account. So.
0: And we'll link, that in the show notes too so they can get straight there so it will be super easy okay do you want are you ready for our three helpful and happy questions that we have okay so this ties into our website because our blog is not just the house for our podcast archives but we talk about family recipes family travel and homemaking hacks or family helps however you want to explain those so Okay. First question. We've been talking a lot about food. What is your favorite food
1: or meal? Oh, geez. Okay. So I feel like um probably my favorite that's become my daughter's favorite is I my avocado toast. So I have um, like a slice of bread. I eat bread. it's either my sourdough bread or the Dave's killer bread. Um, so I have a piece of toast, and then I do so that's my carbs, and then I have an avocado. That's my fat. And then I do egg whites and that's my protein. And then we kind of play with that a little bit. Like sometimes we'll use like a balsamic glaze. Sometimes I do everything but the bagel seasoning. Sometimes we do hot sauce. So I feel like having this base meal and then I can kind of play with the flavors a little bit. That's become one of my favorite balanced meals kind of my go-to.
0: Oh, I'm craving that right now. (laughs) It sounds so good.
1: You make it so fast and so we eat
0: it. Yes. I think I'm going to have to have that for dinner tonight. (laughs) Avocado toast all around guys. That's what we're having. Okay. Okay, So what is the best trip you've ever gone on or your dream vacation?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So my dream vacation, we just experienced in February right before quarantine. So we, I just, I can't believe that it actually happened because it was right when everything was happening, like in the airport, we saw a bunch of people wearing masks and we we're like, why are they wearing masks already? Anyway, so we just got super lucky with the timing, but we went to Bora Bora nice. and it was just amazing. Those, so we stayed in the little huts on water. They actually exist and it was just incredible the whole time. So we were there for six days. And you rode bikes around the resort. There were you're on your own little island, so there's no cars. There's only bikes and golf carts. And we just sat at the beach and we swam with sharks. We swam with stingrays. And then one day we went wakes. We went surfing on a boat in the ocean. Anyway, it just was like beyond real. I still. And then we came home and went straight into quarantine. So it feels even more unreal. (laughs) Like wait. How were we just there and now we're stuck at home? It just <laughs> made, it was like polar opposites of a life. But um anyway, so that was beyond a dream. So Oh,
0: so dreamy. <laughs> oh, that sounds like so much fun. I know I always feel like maybe those are just dumb TV shows or something where you oh, have little huts. That's that's, that's on my that list. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, and then our last one, do you have a homemaking hack for us?
1: Okay, let's see. I have a few. I feel like one kind of overall tip, um, as you can see, well, you can see and not everyone else will see, but it's two in the afternoon and I haven't showered, but <laughs> my house is clean and my family's been fed. And so I feel, like, I feel like I have these three things that it's the house, the laundry, and me. And I never do all three in one day. <laughs> so some days, some days it, it's just too much pressure to feel like I have to be the perfect wife and the perfect mom and have everything together all the time. So sometimes I shower in the morning. Sometimes I shower right before bed. Sometimes I get eight loads of laundry done. And so anyway, so I feel like those, having those three things, it's kind of takes a little bit of pressure off of yourself. And if I can at least get two done, maybe I shower and do laundry, then that's great. So that's kind of my mother, wife, life homemaking hack is just to give yourself some grace. Your house does not need to be spotless. It's people are living in it. And if you don't do laundry for a few days, it's okay. I think that's one so. of
0: the best tips I've ever heard. I love that. <laughs> oh, I think I'm gonna live by that. Maybe I'll never get to the laundry one. I don't know. Totally.
1: We'll see. well then I mean if your husband is like, why have you not showered? It's like, mm, go look upstairs at the eight loads of laundry. You're welcome. <laughs> so. I love it. I love that. Yes. So good.
0: Okay. <laughs> Well, Becca, this was just so, so fun. I feel so motivated to go make some small changes myself. Thank you for sharing your journey and at the cookie fits on Instagram. And thank you. (laughs) Of course. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for being here with us today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please go give us a rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. I'm sure there are lots of other ladies out there, I would assume, besides just me, who are really struggling with this whole body comparison, body image issue in life. And I've just learned so much from Becca. Go follow her on Instagram and grab her wonderful resources that she has on her Shopify account. So Have a wonderful week. Can't wait to have you back with us next week.